You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into the Wednesday edition of Locked on Kings. Back again today. Again, a reminder about Thursday and Friday off for the rest of the week. Hopefully all of you have a great Thanksgiving. Kings basketball tonight. The Kings will take on the Lakers and we'll be back on Monday for a full week of episodes here on Locked on Kings. Today on the podcast, you know, I've always looking for different things to get to, but uh, I gathered sound because I, I, I feel like you guys... I can't offer more than you know, player and a coach. So talk to Garrett Temple on the radio, Grant and Doug, talk to Coach Yeager. I'm going to play some of the best of what they mentioned on their uh, individual shows. That's coming up. We'll look ahead to Draft Wednesday. It is Wednesday, so we want to get you playing Draft. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll look ahead to the Kings and the Lakers tonight. But let's just jump into it. And I want to hear a couple different things. We're going to start first off with the head coach of the Sacramento Kings, Grant and Doug on their radio show in the afternoon, had a chance to talk with Dave Yeager. And there's a lot of good stuff in this interview. I cut some of it out, but left a lot of it in. And basically it starts with the coach talking about how much of a missed opportunity he felt the team had on Monday against Denver. You know, last night was, was an opportunity, I thought, for us. Um, you know, I was hoping that they had beaten the Lakers because, you know, Denver was feeling awful good about themselves. Uh, and, and kind of got a reality hit there in L.A., and, and they came in, and they were ready to go, and it's a very potent offense. And to answer your question, and I think I think what you're talking about, because we talk off the off the air, you know, last night I was very frustrated, similar probably to our fans. It's frustrating. And, uh, you know, I try to get myself together and then go back in there and, and, okay, do we go quickly on to the Lakers? No, you know, because every chance that we play is an opportunity for us to, to learn something. And we go back in there and, and we teach uh, off of the tape today. We go through and go slow in our stuff today and work on fundamentals and two-man game and three-man defensive. You know, all these kinds of different things where you come back the next day and, you know, i got to give them that energy and i got to give them some positivity. But at the same time, they need to see what they did poorly. Uh, and some of those things really, you know, uh, can be frustrating. But it, as you said, it's a younger team, and you, you try to evaluate uh, as you can. And what I've been trying to do is, you know, give give guys opportunities, and that's why the rotation is as big as it is, uh, because we got a, our our management team needs to see what we've got, and so you try some guys out there for four or five games because I don't want to put a guy out there. So let's say Frank Mason, for example, uh, put him in there against Portland on Friday, and then you know let's see how it goes. And Frank, if you're good, you get to play more, and if you're not good, you won't. It'll be another two weeks. I think it's best to give him you know five, six, eight games to take a look at, and just for the, in that case. Uh, Frank Mason, but it could be Justin Jackson or it could be Malachi or it could be some of those other guys. And so, you know, that's what we're trying to do and, uh, you know, keep building. You've made a decision the last couple of games to uh, start the Aaron Fox. If we had to prioritize, what's the one thing more than anything else that you're really looking for from him night to night? Uh, good question. I would say, you know, level of urgency uh, night in and night out of, you know, as far as uh, pushing the basketball. You know, it might be for a couple minutes here, and then you might not see it for a little while. And it's not—it's not just him. We got—we got to do a better job of running around him, and giving him space, running up the floor, so that he doesn't tee it up at a guy and somebody's still in the backcourt, and their man is standing there at the free throw line holding hands with the errands man because you know they're going to try to go back as far as they can, and he's seeing having to try to go through two and three guys. But want to be in attack mode as much as possible, and uh, to keep pushing that pace. And uh, but as a group, we have to play with more pace. Uh, around him you know in the last couple of moments you've used the word pace four or five times and and I'm glad you did because I think that you are stereotyped by Kings fans because they think of you as the head coach of Memphis 
and you played a different style for obvious reasons. But yet, you know, here in Sacramento, I think fans need to understand you would love to have the pace increased and you want to get up the court and go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and partly if you do uh, what you can the way that you're built. Uh, you know, we're not really uh, we're not built to be real fast uh, at this point. Um, but now making a little adjustment, um, our second unit has generally gotten the ball up and down the floor pretty quickly. Um, having Willie play four gives him some opportunities to play in in some space as a as a stretch, not you know three point stretch guy, but he can you know feature a little bit more in pick and pops and some of those kinds of things. But he can get up and down the floor. And Costa is probably him and Garrett are you know just night in night out, absolutely professional. You know what you're going to get, and uh, they just go punch the clock and they'll get up and down the floor. Um, and so we're able to push with those two bigs. Those two bigs will get out and run. They'll set those early screens in transition uh, for whether it be Frank or if it was De'Aaron or, or playing with those guys. So I think those things, and you know Buddy's going to run. Uh, so those, those are positives for us. How soon before we'll see Buddy running? He uh, he worked out today, um, sort of Vince, so they'll both be uh, ready to go tomorrow. We wanted to you know, get a get a workout in uh, with them in some live. And, uh, you know, today is – you know, it's a day in between games, and generally, you know, you'd get some shots and uh, have an older team and maybe start going through some of the Lakers stuff. You know, for us today, is an opportunity to get better. We haven't had a lot of practice time lately, flying in and out and this and that and games uh, every other day, and uh, I thought we got better today. So, you know, does it immediately translate? No, it might not immediately translate, but you know what? We keep putting in our work six months from now. We'll be better and, and going forward. Coach, on the high end, Houston 44 per game. On the low end, Kings 21 per game. Would you like to see the Kings attempt, the team attempt more three-pointers, or are you trying to pare it back because guys aren't shooting a high enough percentage? I think there's uh, there's times where we're passing up some shots um, from three, but, you know, you look at last night, for example, I think I said this in the in the postgame, uh, they shot 46 shots in the paint and uh, in the 30s for threes mm-hmm. uh they took five shots not in the paint or freeze uh then the reason is because they were able to get in the lane and once you get in the lane and you have to help stop the ball with a second defender uh then things really open up for you and that's when you open up catch and shoot threes and those are the best ones you can get so uh being able to break some people down uh individually uh as we get older and stronger and bigger uh that'll help us open up some shots you know we talked to De'Aaron Fox on media day about uh the hype with he and Lonzo Ball, and he said it's just completely media manufactured. And the fact that the game is also, in addition to uh, being televised locally on NBC Sports California, it's on ESPN, and I don't have to tell you that they're going to hype this, you know, Fox, Ball, Ball, Fox, Fox, Ball. Do you worry at all about him getting caught up in that being just 19, or do you think he's got the whole picture in sight? Yeah, I, I think he handles it pretty well. I think, I think both of the young fellows get tired of it. Um, it, it's a lot for you know somebody 19 and I know the decisions I made when I was 19 20 years old I wish I could go back and do some of them over you know but for what the, the stuff that they're getting thrown at uh, at them I think sometimes yeah they get it seemed like he bristled a little bit after the game last night just kind of getting yeah. tired of it and hearing about it so uh, I, I you know for the league standpoint I think it's great I think it's great for our franchise I think it's great for the Lakers franchise looking forward to having a lot of fun at our arena tomorrow night it's going to be it's going to be a very positive thing, you know, but for those two guys individually, I think they probably just as soon get it over with and, yeah. you know, play on for the next 10 years, 40 to 60 times each, you know. Coach, what, what do you look at in this Lakers team that, that kind of points your antennas up that something that you need to focus on and you want the, the, the guys to lock in on? 
Uh, they've got they've got some size uh, all across the board. They'll attack the the paint. Uh, good rebounding team uh, where we're struggling a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Kyle Kuzma fan. He played for a good friend of mine at Utah, Larry Kristoviak. And generally, the guys that come out of there really know how to play. He plays with a spirit and a passion and a, and an energy that is contagious, and you want to play that way. And mm-hmm. uh, I think you know he's one of their best three players. I don't know about that, but. Uh, you know, you, you like the the energy that that he brings, and that stuff gets contagious with the rest of their guys. Julius Randle, I think you know they were talking different things about what they're going to do with him and this and that, and I think he's responded really well. I think he's had a nice couple of weeks. He puts a lot of pressure on you because you don't play him as a shooter, but then so what you do is you give him space, and he faces up, and he he gets his right shoulder into your chest, uh, and then you know he's going left, and it's just one of those things. Uh, where he does a great job attacking the rim. So we're going to try to keep the ball out of the paint and having to send a second defender uh, to their penetration because that opens up uh, you know, three-point shots and it also opens up people uh, on the glass. I found that to be very interesting. Uh, some of the things the coach said, he just felt that's the way they're playing right now as far as the minutes, stretching it out, because the organization needs to look at all these guys. It's one of their philosophies. And I, I knew there was kind of a, a reason for it. You just wonder sometimes. And I've already speculated on could there be a better chance to play eight, nine guys more minutes than trying to get 10, 11, 12 and getting all these different guys in. But that's kind of the philosophy for now. And we'll see if that ultimately does change. And, you know, also he'd like to pick up the pace a little bit more if this team could possibly do it. And he's seeing a little bit more of the pace with that second group. All right, now how about a player perspective? Each week, I really love it on a radio show getting a chance to talk to Garrett Temple, truly one of the great guys. He's in his own personal shooting slump right now, but had a chance with him on the lowdown, normally with Damian Barling. This week, I'm with Charles T. Hamilton and started with Garrett asking him about really the effort. Last time I had talked to him, that's what we were questioning was the effort of the team. At least it's good that we're we're not talking about that anymore. Yeah, that's actually true. You know, um, that's one thing that we're doing now. We're uh, we're playing with a lot of energy um, for most of the game, at least. We're playing with a lot of effort, for sure. Uh, and, you know, at this point, we're just, you know, we're not making as many shots still. Uh, me, in particular, I got I to gotta knock down some shots to help, um, you know, take the Take the onus off of our defense, you know. If we if we score a little more, it helps our defense out. We don't have to guard and transition as much. So, but we're, we're definitely playing better defense. We're understanding our concepts a little more, and uh, you know, it's just a matter of us knocking down some shots, like I said, uh, to put take less pressure off of our defense. Yeah, Garrett uh, Charles here. Speaking of knocking down shots, what do you tell guys like Buddy and uh, and Bogey who seem to be getting to their spots, getting good looks, but the shots just aren't falling? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, Buddy's been uh, actually actually making a couple. Bogey hit a few last night. Um, you know, I need to be telling myself the same thing I tell, <laughs> telling them, which is just keep shooting, man. You know, trust, trust the work that we put in in off season. Um, that uh, you know the shots are going to fall. Guys go through slumps all the time, and uh, shots are eventually going to fall because you know we put that work in and we just have to trust it. Yeah, I was hoping for you last night. I thought you you missed a couple early that were wide open that I know you can make. And then you made probably your most difficult one, that driving kind of twist and turn when you got the and one. I, I was hoping that one, okay, now now that's going to gonna get Garrett going. I, I don't know if you literally are thinking about it during the game or are you just trying to play free and knowing all your regular routines. I mean, how, how do you kind of compensate when you're going through a little bit of shooting struggles? 
Well, you try not to think about it, uh, but you try to get an easy one, like you said, that uh, that layup um, on the break. It felt good. I felt like you know that was going to help me get get back. Uh, you know, made my free throw, and then the the first one in the second half uh, felt really good. It just came up a little short. So, um, you know, I, I feel like you know tomorrow I'm gonna knock down my shots. Like I said, I'm gonna take them when they're there, um, and that's the biggest thing. As long as your teammates have confidence, your coaches have confidence, and you shooting the ball, that's the main thing that you um, need to focus on, just continue to shoot. You know, Garrett, you guys do some things that make it almost difficult for your team the way the present-day NBA is. A lot of teams shoot threes. A lot of teams get to the foul line. You guys are near the bottom in both of those areas. When when you get to the foul line, you guys make them. When you shoot the threes, you guys make enough of them. Is that something you feel like needs to be implemented more, maybe more of a focus around the arc and or also attacking the rim? Well, yeah, we definitely need to uh, focus on attacking the rim first, which will then in turn open up the uh, three-point shot for us because, you know, a little inside-out basketball. Um, But we need to attack the rim so we can get people in foul trouble, get to the line, get a couple of easy baskets, and then – but also attack the rim so we can – you know, loosen up the defense and, and, and get up get up some threes as well. Because, like you said, we have guys that can make them, but we're just not uh, we're not taking as many. Um, but we're taking a lot of mid range shots, like you said. So, you know, we have a team that shoots the guys that shoot mid range. Um, you know, so if we're going to take them, we just got to make them. But it, it would be better for us to get to the lane a little more. Last week when you guys were in Portland, I was I wanted to I reminded myself to ask you about this. It, it was really much ado about nothing, but that little dust up with you and Nurkic, um, what was that about? He didn't he didn't like uh, you going through the screen. Was the elbow a little high, Garrett? What happened there? I, I saw the film. You know when I when I did it, I I felt like the elbow might have been a little high, um, but I didn't feel I didn't feel his neck or anything. So um, when he I, I was surprised when he came back and pushed me. Um, you know, Nurkic is the guy that flops almost every play, and uh, you know the the referees. You know they fall for it sometimes, but uh, I was we weren't we didn't have much energy in that second half, and uh, you know he had he had screamed me hard. I want to say a couple of plays before, so this time I wasn't going. I was going to get to him before he got to me, and. Uh, you know, I, I I saw the film. I don't think the elbow was very high. Honestly, I thought I hit him in his in his upper chest. I didn't touch his neck. So, um, you know, but sometimes when guys flop like that, you got to give them a reason to to flop. <laughs> I was just thinking, have you ever had in all your years, whether it's dating back to high school, college, anywhere, any kind of things where it where it escalated and got into something actually on the court? Nah, nah. Uh, I'm a pretty level-headed guy. Yeah, it so seems it, like it. You know, when uh, when something pops off like that, you know, especially he came up behind me and said, "Don't ever do that again." Sound he sounded like the guy from Russia and uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Rocky. Yeah, uh, with the slow draw, but I knew nothing was going to happen. <laughs> you know, uh, my, my teammates had my bag. I, I wasn't going to waste my money on on him. Smart, smart move. A little uh, Drago reference. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Coach Yeager's been putting uh, Costa and Willie Colley Stein out there together at the same time, uh, which you don't Ooh. see a lot. Two two traditional centers out on the floor. Does that put more pressure on uh, 
on the guards and everyone else out there to to make their shots, basically? Nah, honestly, Coach and Willie have been amazing for us on yeah. the floor together because of what they do defensively and uh, the havoc they cause, which in turn gets us out in transition. Um, you've seen, you know, when they're out on the court, uh, Coastal knows where to be in, in, in that pick-and-roll situation, offensively and defensively, especially, you know, being up and aggressive. And they can switch. You know, both of them are very athletic, even though they're seven feet. They, they can move laterally. They can defend on the perimeter. So when you have that much length on a defensive end, it causes havoc, and we're able to get out and transition and run. And, uh, you know, Willie's hitting that 18, 19-footer. So just, you know, he is seven foot, but if he can knock that, that shot down uh, and Coaston can roam that baseline and knock down those floaters after the pick and roll, then, uh, you know, that, that lineup is, is, is fine. You know, we don't, we don't need a, a traditional stretch four, I guess, you, you know, you can say. Uh, you know, Willie and Costa calls, like I said, they, they cause so much havoc defensively. It's great to have them out there together. You know, Garrett, Charles and I have been talking about the last day or so about the value the veterans have on this team. And that's that's how we present it between guys like you and Vince and, you know, Zebo, the whole crew, uh, Costa as well. What do you think that is? What is the value that you guys are providing, whether it's Mason, Justin, the whole crew of young guys? What do you feel like you're bringing them on a daily basis? I think it's just a matter of um, teaching, man. We're, we're, we're teaching them a lot, uh, showing whether it's showing them film on the road after a uh, after a game, um, whether it's explaining to them during during the game what we see and what they should see, uh, what's coming up next, um, whether it's talking to them about how to prepare for a back to back, things of that nature, things that. You know, guys like us may take for granted because we've been in it 8, 10, 12 years, 15, 20 years. But, you know, it's, it's new. It's, it's Everything is new to these guys. And uh, even the guys that were here last year, you know, they haven't played, you know, rotation minutes for a whole season except Buddy. So um, a lot of this is new to guys. And, uh, you know, just teaching them the ropes about the NBA season as well as, um, you know, X's and O's stuff. That's a lot of stuff that we're teaching. Garrett, I want to ask you about tomorrow. You guys have a nice little mini homestand. You get the Lakers. There's obviously a lot of attention always with that team. You know the Kings and Lakers have had a long uh, history. What is your early thought on the matchup and, and maybe some things you think you guys can do well against the Lakers on Wednesday? Well, they're, they're, they're kind of similar to the Nuggets in that they, they love to get out and run. Um, they have big that can take it off the rim and push it. And uh, Julius Randle, Kyle Kuzma, um, you know, obviously Lonzo loves to get his teammates involved, involved with the pass. He pitches ahead a lot. So transition defense is going to be big. Um, make it, making shots for us is going to be, you know, big. Again, like I said earlier, to help us uh, help them stop the transition because we if they take the ball out of the net rather than getting a rebound, it'll help our defense. Um, but just understanding that they come out with a lot of energy um, they try to play fast, and we got to match that energy. You know, Kings fans talk a lot about Lonzo versus De'Aaron Fox. You guys mention any of that? Is that a, is that a big deal at all to you guys, or is that all kind of a media and fan created? That's media and fan created. <laughs> you know, I was I, me and Fox were next to each other in the locker room, and they asked him after the game last night about about it. And you know, Fox is a guy that, uh, like he said, he's. He's been in the league, what, two months? 
he, he, he doesn't even know what day of the week it is right now. That's how, <laughs> that's how the season is for us, just in general. Um, so when you talk about our games and when we play and all of that stuff, some stuff runs together. Um, the day before the game, we know who we're playing, and we're focused on that game. So, you know, whoever whoever we're playing against, whoever he's playing against, that's who he's focused on. Uh, I don't I don't think he's ready to get the game over with or anything like somebody asked him last night. I think he's just ready to play another NBA game and, sure. and try to improve. Well, Garrett talking about that Laker matchup, so let's preview that a little bit with a look inside the Lakers. Kuzma cross line, everybody back defensively. The Kuz leans in and scores it. Boy, he's so much fun to watch. Ingram, he wants the basket. He's going to get it again. And the foul, Brandon Ingram. Sensational first half for the purple and gold. Caldwell Pope leans in. He's got it. Pentavious Caldwell Pope. Huge basket. Five-point game. 104-86. 18-point lead. Ten minutes to play. Lob on it. Alonzo scores it. What a pass. Oh, what a tap. Yeah, great control. I mean, he really volleyballed that. Julius Randle trying to get Lonzo the triple-double. And he does. That's a return of the favor. <laughs> Lakers on a second night of a back-to-back, and they have a team that's got some balanced scoring. Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Jordan Clarkson, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, all in double figures. So is Larry Nance Jr. He has been out. Alonzo uh, Ball is close. He is just coming off a, a recent triple-double as well. And they, they have kind of the circus of this whole thing with Lonzo Ball. Certainly not on Lonzo. It's his dad has created this hype machine, and everybody is following it. I mean, just kind of just getting enamored by it. But Luke Walton, the coach of the Lakers, talks about how they've just had to handle this circus that is around Lonzo Ball. The media will probably love him tomorrow and hate him again the next day, and he's going to stay level-headed and keep doing what he does, and we're going to keep saying we support him, and he'll, he's going to keep getting better. Um, and that's just going to you know, probably be the process of how this whole thing plays out. But he was really good again tonight. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun to see these two teams match up. We know it's still a rivalry no matter what people think. The two teams aren't as good right now. But hopefully we'll see years of Lonzo Ball versus De'Aaron Fox and have both teams good again. I'd be for that, especially if it's meaning the Kings are good. It would certainly be fun to see. All right, want to close things out with Draft Wednesday. You know how this works. I want to get more of you involved. Think about winning on Thanksgiving. You can brag to your family and friends that you're hanging with on Thanksgiving. And really there's no excuse for this one on our Draft Wednesday here today across the Locked On Network because – 28 teams are playing. All but two teams are playing tonight. So you get involved in a draft. It is going to be stacked. You pick two guards, two forwards, and a center. We're going to set up another Locked on Kings, J. Ross League. I've had it the last couple of weeks. I got my guy Murph hooked on it. Got my family. Got a few friends in there. I'll start one league. If we get filled up fast, we'll create another. But get involved with this. Did you know, fantasy sports fans, that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's exactly right. So that's why Draft is the best fantasy site. My favorite. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people now have already downloaded Draft as well. So you can go to the App Store, find Draft, put it on your mobile phone, your whatever your uh, outlet of choice is. You can put it on your iPad, whatever, whatever you use. Play in real live NBA Draft right now. Be done in under five minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second so you can come join on 
and join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code, which is LOKINGS. That's right, playing a real money draft for free by just using the promo code LOKINGS. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it. They're even offering LO Kings listeners a money back guarantee up to $100. So the Locked On Kings listeners, a money back guarantee up to 100 bucks. Just search Draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with the promo code LO Kings. And again, look for my setup. I'm going to have Locked On Kings on Draft. Find it under the basketball page for Wednesday. There's 28 teams involved. You're going to be basically be able to pick any stud you want in the league I set up, and if it gets filled up fast, I'll set up another one. But it's fun. Get involved, and let's play. Well, my thanks to all of you for listening today to another edition of Locked on Kings. Have a great Thanksgiving. We're back next week. Full rundown of what happened with the Kings and Lakers, Kings and Clippers, and then looking ahead to Kings Warriors next week, Kings and Bucks. It's a lot of action coming fast and furious. But again, have a great Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you again next week on Locked on Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.